Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me the president of Chandy Business Solutions, Rubel Chandy. Uh, you can learn more about him and his company at rubelchandy.com. Also, he is the author of the best-selling book, 90 Days to Life. Rubel, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be with you, Jen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I thought I'd just start because it's a new year. Do you feel any different from 2020? <laughs> 2020 <laughs> was a unique year. Uh, for me, um, 2020 was one of my best years. Can you believe that? <laughs> because, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> because what happened was, because all the things that, that got changed, I didn't know pandemic was going to happen, but I was always talking about some major changes happening. Mm -hmm. So I was getting my clients prepared for some major changes. Wow. And so what happened was our business basically doubled into 2020. So wow. it feels, yeah. That's amazing. You know, with everything that happened in 2020, one thing I have enjoyed about doing the show is interviewing people such as yourself who thrived, you know, and there's no shame in that. Like it's, it's, it's an amazing thing to be in a position where you can still help people despite, you know, things seeming like they're falling apart. And so, you know, kudos to you, Rubel, for, you know, kind of warning your clientele or your, your, you know, the people that you're serving ahead of time, even though you didn't know what was going to happen, it happened. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah. For sure. We did not know about the pandemic, but we, we knew that we were stepping, we are stepping into an uncertain world. So we were talking about how to handle unpredictable situations and so on. So I mean, that's my invitation for the listeners too, as in how do you handle uncertainty? And believe me, when I say this, Jen, uncertainty is going to be our friend for a long time from now. Right? Yeah. So which means you need to figure out how to handle uncertainty, whether it is coronavirus or economy. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, your business, Ruble, Chandy Business Solutions. And um, let us know, like, how do you, uh, what do you do uh, for your clientele? And how do you help them with, you know, handling uncertainty and really saying, hey, this is the normal, like, we got to embrace it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So we help businesses in 14 different countries. Mm -hmm. That's from Europe to uh, to North America, to Asia, to Middle East. So as I'm working with these entrepreneurs in different parts of the world, one thing that I'm recognizing uh, is that the world is, like, like we said, it's going to be more and more uncertain. And mm -hmm. I'll talk more about that in a second. But before that, what we do for our clients is we help them scale their business. Mm -hmm. We help them grow their business 100% in less than 12 months. And we have specific strategies that we use to help them do that. Mm -hmm. And what, one other thing that is stopping them from growing is uh, uncertainty, stress, whatever you call it. Basically, it's fear. Mm -hmm. So we call uh, the mind wants to have a predictable experience. It mm -hmm. wants to you know, drink the same cup of coffee and same lunch and same everything and continue its journey. And when that, imagine, Jen, you went to your home one day and the doorknob for your door is changed from a round one to a square one. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, what happened? <laughs> right. 
that is exactly what happened to the world right now because mm. the the doorknob for the world is changed from a, a, a circular one to a square one what happened is now we are fearful like what do i do how do i get new business you know what am i do i don't know about virtual i don't know how to handle virtual right. and and right. And and this is going to continue happening. So I'm not this blind, positive pers- thinking person, as you could figure out, uh, who says everything is going to be great. I, like three months from now, everything mm-hmm. is not going to be great. You <laughs> have to make it great. That's right. how we are going to play this game. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. You know, I think um, in the early stages of the pandemic, uh, some people, let's say, for lack of a better term, were in denial and were saying, like, you know what, I'm just going to wait this out. I'm going to wait until things go back to normal. And here we are at the time of this recording, almost a year from now, you know, since it all happened. And, um, you know, for the businesses early on that accepted this as reality, you've seen a lot of them thrive. And then the other ones, unfortunately, may not has may not have uh, been able to be as successful because they're kind of hoping or still hoping to get back to whatever kind of normalcy that they think we're going to have, which, you know, quite honestly, there's going to be a new type of normal. It's not going to be what pre-pandemic times look like, in my personal opinion. Yeah. The normal, the normal is the change, what mm-hmm. we are going to see. So change is a normality from now. So, you know, I mean, one of the things that we teach our client is, please understand that the new normal is change. The only thing that is certain is change. We know that something is going to change. So start looking for change. And then when you start looking for for change, you're not fearful about change because you're like, okay, oh, I could see change coming there. I could see change coming there. And then you're open to it where everybody else is resisting it. You're like, okay, change is coming. Let's do this. Let's implement this. So now you're curious rather than scared. Yeah, I think the part of the reason why I've um, really just embraced my identity as an entrepreneur is part of like my own background as a military child, having moved around like every two to three years and just always anticipating change. And so I feel like I was sort of like raised for these interesting times. <laughs> and, uh, and and it's not always an easy thing to teach people, I think, if they've had a sense of stability um, and predictability, you know. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the strategies, if you don't mind sharing, that you uh, help your clients with uh, to really embrace like change being normal yeah uh, so one other thing that we need to do is to understand who you are in a deeper level so what happens is uh, in advanced neuroscience and psychology there are five brains uh, in our body so what is that hmm. five brains right yeah. so we have a head brain basically that evolved from basically a lizard then to a mammal then to a human so there are three layers of brain in our own head brain. So wow. what I call as head brain, right? So mm-hmm. the lower brain is basically focused on, I just need food and sex. That's the only thing the lower brain wants. And the upper brain, it's called neocortex. Neocortex, which is the, you know, if I could have my hand model here, uh, basically this part, imagine that this part is the mm-hmm. brain, lower brain. And mm-hmm. then this part, the backside of it, and in my body where there are, there are no hair, that part is the neocortex. Mm-hmm. And neocortex, basically, it's about memory, remembering who you mm-hmm. are and remembering things like that. The, the front area of your brain, which is the prefrontal cortex, what happens is that front part of your brain is the human side of you. Those are three brains already. They, they, work, they wow. work independently and they collaborate with each other, but they are already fighting with each other. One person says, I want That's sex. Great. Other person, I want memory. Other person says, I want to be uh, Gandhi. <laughs> Right, so three people are already fighting. In addition to that, Jen, we have a tiny brain in front of our heart, and literally, like there are neurons wow. 
from our brain in front of our heart and mm-hmm. there is a tiny brain in front of our gut Mm-hmm. And so there are five, uh, according to Stanford a study from 2009 and later on advanced studies, we have these five brains. But what we have, so we call it the Pentagon model of brain. There are five mm-hmm. brains, right? So these five brains are in conflict. Mm-hmm. So whenever uncertainty hits the fan, what happens is one brain is like, the gut brain is like, I want to run away from this. The heart brain is like, let's f- try to figure it out. And the, uh, the, the lower brain is like, give me food. Right. And the like, or something else, some, and yeah. the emotional brain is like, I need, I don't want to feel this emotion. Mm-hmm. And the friend brain is like, calm down everybody. And nobody's listening. So imagine like five people who are fighting with each other. So the first oh. step is to have a system to mm-hmm. integrate your entire self when you, when something happened and people mm-hmm. call it centering mindfulness and all other things. But essentially you need to have a system to center yourself in uncertainty. That's where it all starts. Mm-hmm. I love that. So um, I was just I was just taking notes here, and I was just thinking, um, wow, five brains! Like, no wonder I my mind and body like goes everywhere and feels so conflicted um, in times of uncertainty. Um, and I really like the whole idea of like, hey, like you need to create a plan for when uncertainty happens because all of those brains like go in different directions, as you mentioned. I love the way that you were describing it because I mean, I imagine that goes on in my you know, if I imagine like having personalities in my head, like that's what all, that's what I'll be going on. I'd have five different, probably more, you know, personalities, but I really love the way that you uh, described it and showed it visually, even just with your hand and um, understanding like, you know, by the way, like the way that your body is reacting to uncertainty is actually normal. Because I think that you mentioned that at the start of our conversation um, that, you know, kind of the main uh, pain point that a lot of people have right now is fear, you know, fear of the uncertainty. And so to really break it down, I think on a scientific level and say, Hey, like this is valid because you have five brains and they are all running in different directions. I think it's the start of, I don't know, feeling a little bit more at peace and feeling like you can get a control of things. Yeah. And that ex- exactly. And that once you know that there are these people in conflict, mm-hmm. you have, you're empowered to be the director board chairman of this corporation that is mm-hmm. going inside of you, right? So imagine like the the, the like the body like now is uh, like early part of January, mm-hmm. and then uh, on January what happens is you are like oh I want to lose weight, and my mm-hmm. conscious brain is I want to lose weight, and my gut is like give me food I cannot right. live like this this is horrible, right. <laughs> right? So there is a there is a conflict right there, right? Mm-hmm. So what happens? So fear is just like that. Mm. Fear is basically intelligence trying to tap into you and saying, hey, can you pay attention to this? Can mm-hmm. you pay attention to this? But oftentimes humans think that this is, this is a human belief that, I mean, Sig Sigler, I think, originally said fear mm-hmm. is false um, information appearing as real mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. False, false evidence appearing as real. That's mm-hmm. absolutely not true. Fear is not false evidence appearing as real, F-E-A-R. That's not Mm -hmm. true. What is true is fear is intelligence of universe coming and telling you, pay attention to this. And what happens is we either embrace it and then go with it or we fight it. Mm. Either way, we are trapped by it. Because when you fight it, the fear becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. So instead, you just like, you are like a friend, Jen. And Jen, like I come to you and say, Jen, you know, you shouldn't try entrepreneurship. And all of a sudden, like, why do you think like that, Ruval? And then all of a sudden, I'll explain to you what it is. Mm-hmm. And then now, you, I mean, just like that, make fear your friend and ask for intelligent advice. So which means you'll ask fear, 
what, what are you trying to imply here? What are mm-hmm. you trying to communicate here? And then, and the drama, just drop the drama of the fear, mm-hmm. take the pure intelligence from it and run with it. That's how billionaires grow their business. Yeah. Wow. I think that's really incredible. Uh, can you give us maybe one or two examples of clients you've worked with recently, or maybe your fa- favorite clients where you've been able to help them through this process? And let's say they made it to the other side of fear and they're like, wow, I didn't know that I could do that. Absolutely. Okay. So here's, here's a, this is something that actually popped to me right before you asked the question. Mm-hmm. So I have a client um, in India who does $60 million in revenue. Mm. Yeah. And he He's ready to scale to $100 million. That's what we are working with him. Mm-hmm. And he's about to start. He had some systemic issues and stuff like that. And he's about to structure and get ready for it. All of a sudden, it's my time with him. I I'd have a personal strategy session with him. It's time to talk to him. And he's like, oh, my gosh, uh, uh, I don't know whether I could do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know uh, if I'm in a good position. I don't feel powerful anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. And then, and then I could see that, like he's he's very close to the goal. Mm-hmm. Have you ever observed, Jen, that when you are so close to your goal, you feel like really tired? Like I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, that's the mechanism of this system that I'm talking mm-hmm. about. It's mm-hmm. a darker side of you are is saying, "Screw you! You're not going to do this." Right? Yeah. That's that's a message, right? So he was so scared. And then I talk talk to him, and then like, tell me what's going on. He said, "I'm so stressed." Mm-hmm. So trust is a fancy word of saying I am scared, like, you know, to the deepest level. I don't want to use the word. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in a certain way scared, right? I'm really scared. I don't know what yeah, to do. Yeah. I'm so fearful. Mm-hmm. Trust is a fancy word that we use. Mm-hmm. Now he told me I'm so stressed. So I asked him, like, what is trusting you? And he said, I built this $60 million company without anybody's help. Now I'm trying to hire people to expand it. Right. And I'm scared whether they are going to ball, drop the balls. And I see people right. dropping balls. I don't know whether they are going to, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to like get into bigger problems and stuff like that. And I said, okay, good. What you need to do is this, what is trusting you mm-hmm. have a conversation with that person, mm. the fear or whatever you call it, just have a conversation with that person. And he said, what does that mean? I said, just look at this voice and ask the voice like, what are you trying to tell me? Mm-hmm. And then it said, okay, that was trying to tell me, okay, I want you to be careful so that you could grow the business. Okay. And what should I do in order for me to do that? And then the, the voice said, hey, this is what you need to do. If I do that, are you going to be okay? Can you let me go right now? And then, yeah, for sure. And then I had him have a conversation with the fear. Mm-hmm. And like 15 minutes, he's like, I'm not stressed anymore. Mm. I love that. That's- that's how you played. Yeah, I find for myself that once I start to feel maybe some kind of stress in my heart, like I'm feeling fearful, um, I've learned to like lean into it and be like, what are you trying to say? Like, what are you trying to tell me? I mean, for me, it's me talking to my inner child. Like I talk to like the younger version of myself. My full, my full name is Jennifer. Um, that's what my family calls me at least. And so I'm like, Jennifer, like what's really going on right now? And I feel like the moment I listen to that voice, it's like, oh, Oh, okay. That's it. Like, that's all we can work through that. Right. And so I just, I love how you really described like that process and helping them, you know, really just turn around and look at that fear, be like, what are you trying to tell me? (laughs) Um, I think that's really incredible. Ruble. Um, I want to go ahead and shift gears here for a little bit, but before I do anything else you want people to know about your company, Chinese business solutions. Um, the next thing I want to get into briefly is, uh, about your book. So anything else about uh, your business? So, uh, so my business is, 
helping businesses to grow, service mm. entrepreneurs, uh, people who are consultants, coaches, people who have manufacturing businesses. Uh, something that I would like to know is, like you to know is, uh, when you work with somebody to grow your business, mm-hmm. work with somebody who's sincere, somebody mm-hmm. who's wanting to deliver significantly more value to you than anybody else in the marketplace. That's what we do. We mm-hmm. help businesses uh, to the ultimate. There are people who, we have a lot of raving fans all over the world now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because we, we, we under-promise and over-deliver. Mm-hmm. So rather than me talking about my business, this is my advice for you too, listener. Mm-hmm. Right? Pay attention to your clients and promise less and deliver more. Mm-hmm. And when, once you do, um, just like I was able to come from a really, really humble background, having at the age of 20, 24, I had $60,000 debt in India. Mm. And I had to, at the age of 19, I had to borrow um, uh, 50 cents from mm. a homeless person to go, for, go pay for my best fare. Wow. And from there, I was able to build three multiple seven-figure businesses by, by, by the age of 38 and retired wow. from my job and doing this full-time to serve entrepreneurs all over the world. Ah, oh, that's so incredible. And as you mentioned earlier, you are in 14 countries, which is extremely incredible. Um, one, one quick um, shameless plug I want to add for you is that, you know, for our listeners, uh, you have a productivity training on your website, right? Uh, which is part of this accelerator program that you don't really, um, you're not really promoting anymore, but they can still download that productivity training. Is that correct? Yeah. So we have one of the best productivity training in the world. We created one of the models for productivity that mm. was uh, that was um, like loved by some of the people from Harvard, Wharton, and some of the top universities in the world. Mm-hmm. And they said, this is one of the best models that I saw about productivity. Uh, so that entire training that I did on productivity is available for free uh, on my website, rubelchandi.com. Awesome. I love it. And uh, I imagine at this point, our listeners are fascinated by you and want to learn more um, about you and your philosophies. And lucky them, you have a best-selling book, 90 Days to Life. So can you tell us a little bit about what, what people can expect when they read that book? So what happened was 2008, nine, I started helping individuals to mm-hmm. grow their business, get them out of the challenges that they were facing. So I studied for close to two and a half decades about psychology, neurology, human science, mm-hmm. uh, different things, self-help, everything. Thousands of books later, had like three people full-time research for me on different topics so that I could grasp, grasp the key ideas of books. Mm-hmm. And then they would review for me and studied fast forward. And 2014, I realized that I need to write a, write a story. Mm. Because I help so many people who are like suicidal, so many mm. people who went through um, rapes and uh, oh, gunpoint wow. traumas yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I thought I want to help businesses, mm-hmm. but I want to write a book that is a that's a simple but beautiful story that would guide a person from the bottomest of their life mm. to the highest height that they want to get to. So mm-hmm. I thought, why don't I write a story about a woman who's ready to commit suicide? Uh, in a beach, the woman is about to walk to, to the beach and commit suicide mm-hmm. and finish it all. And she meets a person mm-hmm. and that person is helping her to succeed in her business. In 90 days, he's teaching, uh, he's teaching her how to live a life, how to grow a business and, and how to manage your emotions, the psychology mm-hmm. behind emotions and everything in a simple, captivating story. That's what I did with 90 Days to Life. And and rest of the book, I mean, you can read the book to find out more details about it. 
Yeah. Ruble, I feel like in our whole conversation, the biggest thing I feel like I got from you is that you love what you do, don't you? Like you, you love being able to help entrepreneurs and just, you know, like uplift everyone. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's, that's my passion. And entrepreneurship mm-hmm. is my passion. My, one other reason why I'm passionate about this, Jen, maybe mm-hmm. I should call you Jennifer. We are family now. Uh, so. <laughs> we are family. <laughs> Let's go into it. <laughs> one other reason that I love entrepreneurship is I am working on a parallel project mm-hmm. to help uh, through my lifetime to help a million kids for their education. Oh, I love that. Right. So I identify, we are identifying 50 different countries. So mm-hmm. by in 10 years from now, we would be teaching businesses in 50 different countries. Mm-hmm. So naturally, we would be identifying kids from some of the poorest countries in the world. Mm-hmm. And we, we would fund to, we, the, the revenue that we generate from helping businesses, mm-hmm. we are going to go back and reinvest in these kids uh, in different countries. And we will build a community in different countries of mm-hmm. kids who are really extremely poor and by the time they reach a certain percent of the kids uh, from that group would go into our entrepreneurial program. And then by the time they're like on uh, finishing their you know, co- school, they would have a business started uh, and mm-hmm. we would fund that project. My community is going to fund that project. Anybody who wants to start a business, our community can support that project. So this way we would empower entrepreneurs and also mm-hmm. eradicate poverty in certain parts of the world. So that's, wow. that's my mission. Well, I think this is a great way to wrap up our conversation, Rubel. Wow, you're just incredible overall. And I can tell again that you really enjoy what you do and in making a difference in entrepreneurs' lives and even our youth. So again, thank you so much for joining us here on The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I've really enjoyed our conversation today. Me too. It was a great conversation, Jennifer. Yeah. And again, to, yes, because we're family now, so you can call me Jennifer. Um, so again, to our listeners, this is Rubel Chandy, who is the president of Chandy uh, Business Solutions. You can learn more about him and his company at rubelchandy.com. Uh, also check out his bestselling book, 90 Days to Life, and visit his website again to download that productivity training. All right. With that said, thank you all so much for joining us and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.